Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. Well, hey, how was that for an epic intro? Was that was that good? It was so unique. I was just blown <laughs> so away. So unique. <laughs> well, welcome back. Really, uh, y'all ready for this? I am ready for this. We have the awesome Julia here on the podcast today because we get to talk about something that I knew immediately that I wanted to bring Julia on uh, to discuss this. Uh, this was sparked by a, a thread in the Project 24 community about how the community tab is now open to more channels, especially smaller channels on YouTube. And uh, a few people were kind of saying, hey, I want, I want to hear Nate's thoughts on this. What does he think? How re how's the best strategy to use this, et cetera, et cetera. And after talking about it with uh, Julia, I realized this would be really interesting to discuss because there's more to this than just some simple strategies. Hey, do this kind of post on these days, et cetera. Which, by the way, I already have a lesson about that in the YouTube system. I can't remember which phase it's in right now. I think it's phase four. I think that's where it is, uh, where I talk about strategies with using the community tab. Um, so if you haven't already and you want kind of a bit more in-depth, like the strategic side of things, then go ahead and you can listen to that. Um, but here, I wanted to talk about that, but on a broader scale of how do we think about our audiences on YouTube, right? And we were starting this, this discussion, we were having this discussion, it was a classic example of, I ask you, Julia, I, I said, hey, what do you think about this? And then midway through the discussion, it was basically, well, hold on, pause, let's actually record this because we're having some good thoughts here. And also Julia said she has some thoughts that she didn't want to tell me because she wanted my reaction live on air while we were recording this, so... I have that to look forward to also here. Get you the natural <laughs> behind the scenes conversation here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, um, so yeah, let's talk about this. I'm thinking about this. It, something that perhaps I didn't understand earlier on in my days of growing a YouTube channel were, or growing YouTube channels, I should say, multiple, were how to think about my audience. And, and I mean from the side of how big it is, like what kinds of things they like, the the inside jokes, the traditions, that kind of thing. That for me personally, I'm, I'm being open here, It I didn't get a lot of that until my audience grew and I started realizing, oh my goodness, I'm actually talking to a bigger audience than just the wall <laughs> or just the, the five people watching my videos. And I had thoughts it might be worthwhile to do that earlier on. If I were starting a channel right now, I would start thinking about my audience very differently from the get-go earlier on. And so during our discussion, I was bringing it up um, for your channel that you've been building, uh, Julia. What's it been like for you? How have you been thinking about your audience? Well, I haven't worked on my channel in quite some time. But in the past, I, I started in a niche that I had already done consulting in. And so I think I had an advantage there. If I was able to think, okay... I'm going to imagine that I am talking to and plan videos around and everything around my best clients in the past. The people and, that and by I, best, you mean the ones that had the most success that you enjoyed working with? Like, how would you define that? Uh, I would say the ones that were most committed, which oh. eventually results in success. Yeah. Because um, it did end up being something that people would start and then get busy and never finish. Yeah, yeah. So most committed. So you chose... So you had the advantage of having clients already. Now, if you're listening to this, 
this is I'm this is open discussion. We're trying to get some ideas for how you can think about your audience. And one of these is if you already do consulting or you already have some sort of interactions uh, with your business, et cetera, that's one option. And I actually liked how you specified the most committed because <laughs> that does matter, right? Yeah. Uh, now, what are some other ways that we would look at thinking about our audience? Let's say if I don't have consulting, I, I you know, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't have that advantage. Right. What are other ways that we could go about doing this? One I can think of is if I am, even if I've never done this before, let's say I'm doing a, 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 a DIY channel that's more entertainment geared and I'm showing how to build cool furniture that has unique twists to it. Let's say that. Uh, one of the places I would go is even if I've never officially shared this online or publicly, it's just been a personal hobby, I would be looking at other channels. Mm-hmm. I'd be drafting and saying, I'd be asking myself, how do they talk to their audience? What kind of interactions do they have with their audience? And I'd be reading the comments on their videos and saying, what does their audience think of them? Right. And who does their audience appear to be? I mean, you can't see their demographic analytics, but you can get an idea by looking you, you at comments. You can get a pretty solid idea. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree. And, and so when I'm recording a video, I'm sitting down, I'm recording a video, I'd be, I'd be saying, okay, what? What kind of impression do I want to be giving to my audience? Um, I did want to add a note here while we're discussing further ideas here. Why does this even matter? I realize I should have said this earlier here, but let me just give you a real life example of why thinking about your audience differently and thinking about your audience as you want it to be might be very valuable because I think it's easy, and I'm including myself in this here, to think about our audience just as... I, I don't know. If we don't have the experience, we don't necessarily know how to. So what, I guess what I'm challenging you, challenging you to do is expand whatever you're thinking about your audience right now to where you want your audience to be and start treating your audience in your recording when you're creating videos from that perspective. Now, here's the example. I was gonna say, oh, you were going to say something? Yeah, I had a question for you. So you mean, just to clarify, I think I know, but yeah. you don't mean who you want your audience to be. Like right now, YouTube is confused about my demographic or maybe it's not confused, but I I want a different demographic. You mean everything, including size of your audience. Is that correct? Yes, I do mean that. Yeah, thank you for clarifying. Mm -hmm. So size of audience, demographics of audience, even traditions, even if they're not officially traditions with your audience, things that are just kind of fun or funny, those happen at naturally a lot of times as your audience grows. And that's just fine. You don't have to force it. But if there are quirky personality things about yourself, just make it a thing. <laughs> I know of channels that uh, she's a, kind of a mom vlog channel. She has one of the most dedicated audiences I've ever seen. And gnomes are a thing for her. I don't know when that started, but now all the audience knows that she loves gnomes or, or at least they're funny and so, and, and by gnomes, I mean like garden gnomes or shelf gnomes or, or that kind of thing. If you're not familiar with that, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean like mythical creature gnomes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess they are mythical creatures. But, uh, and so when her audience will send her uh, mail to her PO box type of thing, and uh, they'll just send her gnomes, of all, salt shakers, you know, pepper shaker of, of a gnome, uh, that kind of thing. And I think that partially evolved naturally, but there had to be a starting point somewhere. It had to start somewhere. And so what I'm saying here is no matter what size your audience is, if there are things that you want to be 
quote unquote, a thing with your audience, you start up. Just go ahead and start up right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything stopping you from this. Yeah. What do you think about if you can't think of any things? So you're like, I, I want traditions. I want things, but I don't know where to start. You think just maybe start throwing in random stuff, like how we use the elephant on the income school channel just for no reason at all. And like, if it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, or you keep making it, how, how would you do that? That's a great question. I would start with exactly that. Just try stuff. <laughs> if there are things, if there, it's, it's funny because if anybody whose channel is large enough, it's, it's not a tacky, whatever things you have, because you have a large enough audience to back you up. Right. Mm. Sometimes when you're a smaller audience and you're, if you were to say, for example, pizza is the greatest, you know, it's like, well, hello, generic, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So it does help if it's something more unique and you just try stuff. Uh, but uh, like I said, if your audience grows large enough, then you can pull a ARAC and say pizza is the greatest. And it's, I guess it's not tacky anymore because mm-hmm. you have 10 million subscribers. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I would start, I would start just trying things. Um, and bonus points really for any channel type, honestly, if it's something unique to you that can have broader appeal, this is most effective with connection first archetype channels, then it becomes like part of the culture of your audience, these traditions. But it really is beneficial to any archetype to do that because it makes you more of a human. Mm -hmm. I've I've used this example before of there's a bajillion, (laughs) that's a technical term, by the way, bajillion. There's a bajillion recap channels where I'll occasionally go on YouTube and just watch a recap of a video uh, or a movie, Um, you know, full length feature film type of thing that's normally two hours long and I can watch it in 12 minutes. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that's great. Then I can decide do I actually want to watch that or not. But there's one channel that I always come back to because they add ridiculous jokes, like real human jokes beyond just the recap Mm -hmm. within it. And so it makes it more memorable for me. Makes sense. I was going to share this example here of thinking about your audience kind of saying before even your audience is that size. I had a conversation with uh, the... Adrian from the prominently YouTube Shorts channel. It's grown much, much since I talked with him. It was over a year ago I spoke with him. It's called Mars Gizmo. And it was all about 3D printing, uh, just various objects. And he was just killing it with YouTube Shorts. And the highest, when I talked with him, the highest viewed YouTube Short on his channel is around, it was hovering around 8 million subscribers. Sorry, 80 million. I missed a zero there. (laughs) 80 million subscribers. And... Get this, what it looked like was he had, he had 3D printed a couple of extendable scissor type of things where you, you squeeze the handle and it extends really long. I don't know if you've seen those, kind of like a scissor lift type of thing. And he'd created a variety of them. But how he started the short was just brilliant to me because this was before he had a million subscribers. When this, and it was, this one short contributed a lot to his growth. He started it by saying, so you guys kept telling me to make larger versions of this, these scissors, scissors. <laughs> and it, it's subtle, but he started it off. It wasn't, so I did a thing, you know, I, I kept doing this. It was, you kept telling me to do this thing. So what it did for me, I realized it felt like it was in the middle of something. Like it was already, there was something happening and you're just right in the middle of it. So that immediately for the audience, it's like, whoa, 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 hold on. Like he's in the middle of doing some, people keep telling him stuff like, what are his other shorts? I, I got to watch his other shorts because they've been telling him things. Yeah. That 
almost more than anything else, I see as one of the most effective ways to just project your audience before you have your audience. Just say, hey, so in the last video, you know, that's why a lot of times they'll say, in the last video, but it's not, in the last video, I did this. It's in the last video, so I did this in the last video, and you said that I should do this, and therefore, this is, this is what we're going to do in this video. It's the interaction. It feels like I'm right in the middle of something, and it works even if that's the first video right. I've seen. Right, and it builds a closeness factor of feeling like your audience is there with you. You're not just imagining that as you talk to the camera. You're presenting the content as if they were there. Yes, and, and really, realistically, even if just one person commented on one of your videos and said, hey, you should do this, that's accurate. It's like, see, so you, you, you said that I should do this in a video. Boom, now uh-huh. I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, you're not making up fictional characters. <laughs> <laughs> so you said I should make this video. <laughs> you have zero views on all your other videos. That would be a problem. <laughs> uh, so I like that. And then, and then the next thing is really just, I alluded to this earlier. If I were starting a channel today, when I'm drafting, and if and if you're right here and you're listening to this, and you're thinking, ah, how am I going to do this for my channel? I would look at my drafted channels and say, well, how are they doing it? And just, I'm speaking their, to their audience. I'm just going to start making my videos as if, they, if their audience is a million subscribers, I'm just going to start doing it. Even if I have 10, I would just start treating it like that. Um, and it's going to have a big effect on it. I don't know, Julia, is, is it time for the... You, you had an idea that... Sure, oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> I have not yet heard this. <laughs> okay, so my idea is that if you had a very small channel, because you mentioned that, let me fill them in, that they just changed the community tab so that you can have fewer subscribers mm-hmm. to use it. And so what does that mean for smaller channels? I wonder if you have a really small channel, if you don't take that opportunity and the community tab to just get the most brutal and honest feedback... You possibly can because that's one thing that is really lacking on YouTube, especially with a small channel because, you know, it's it's like if you were taking some lesson and the teacher just said, like, that was really bad, <laughs> then uh-huh. you need more. The, the analytics can tell you that people were dropping off and people were bored and, and it wasn't spreading, but you need that, like, what would make this better? And I don't know, maybe you say, like, I don't know how specific you'd want to be or probably kind of specific because I don't know if people are quite aware enough of the YouTube journey to to specify themselves but perhaps you could say like what about my intros like oh it takes forever for you to get to the point or you you jump right into it maybe a welcome would be nice you know you don't really know you might be correcting something that you think is a mistake when really you're overcorrecting or doing the opposite of what you should do and it just seems like if you can handle it while your channel's small maybe try to get some really harsh feedback I love that idea in absence of a mass of numbers, actual views, watch time percentage, all of that, especially in a smaller stage of your channel, wow, that's actually one of the, that's a really good idea. Thanks. <laughs> it's, it's the equivalent of, it's almost superior to what I've recommended in the past of like, you know, get a friend to watch your video and tell you, tell you what they think, right? But it's actual audience, meaning they have already watched your videos. Or if they haven't, you could secretly do it and make a poll, for example, and say, what did you think of my last video? Even if this is the first of your content they are seeing, then oh. then, then their feedback gene kicks in. I swear everybody has a feedback gene. It's fun <laughs> it's, to be the critic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the one that's like, oh, I, I got to help you out here, you know. Mm-hmm. Then what you're doing is you're pulling in people and you're, you're, it's 
you're getting feedback from them, right? So it's not even that you have to assume that when you do a community post that they've already seen your stuff. You could even phrase it so it's like, hey, even if you have no idea what my channel is about, what do you think of this video? And then Uh let them, you know, let them give you feedback and maybe put the video link in the pinned comment or something and then do a poll because polls, by the way, are still the most effective uh, community feature. They get the most spread. Mm, Good to know. I love that idea. In addition, I would say, well, okay. In addition to that, realize that if they are actually, let's say they're naturally watching your content already, and then you ask for this brutal feedback, Mm -hmm. if they actually give you feedback, those have a really high chance of becoming super fans. They'll be the OGs, the people that when you, when your channel, you know, you pass a hundred thousand subscribers, they'll be the ones commenting and saying, yo, I was, I was there when you had a hundred. Right. Like, and that's kind of, it's a really cool thing. It's cool to grow together that way. Um, But also I would make sure that I wouldn't just do that type of community poll. Just adding the caveat here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because if there is growth, that is, I want to support you growth. And then there's growth that I like your content growth. And they are sometimes very distinct, which is part of the reason why I often don't recommend that people say, hey, to all their family and friends, hey, go check out my channel and subscribe because that's, I want to support you growth. And that's not the same. It's the equivalent of if you go to, if some, you know, cute little kid comes to your door selling cookies and it's like, okay, sure. It, even if the cookies are awful, if they give you a sample and you're like, like that was an awful cookie, you might still support them because it, their cause. It's, you know, for a fundraiser, for a school field trip or something, right? That's, I want to support you, growth. Right. And it works to a degree. But on YouTube, uh, you also want the just good content growth. <laughs> like if you make enjoyable content. So as you're doing these feedback polls, uh, I, and actually I even do them uh, now with a, a larger channel, but as you're doing these feedback polls, I would make sure you don't only do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Other thoughts? Um, is it worth the work? And how much, if so, how much is it worth the added time, maybe even the added like decision fatigue of what do I post? Should I post? Is this okay to post? Because as far as time, very, very little, of course, to actually publish. Yes. Um, and if you have a really small channel and you're getting very few views on your videos anyways, at what point is it for sure worth the time, do you think? That's a very good question. Uh, I feel like it's safe to say, blanket statement, it's worth the time if you're doing it well. Um and as far as strategies, there is a lesson in, in Project in Project 24 in the YouTube system. You can um, watch that and apply that. But also I'd say there's, let's say I have a smaller channel and I'm doing community posts. I need to, it would be more effective if I acknowledged where I am right now. Uh, this is going to, that sounds exactly opposite of what I just said of, you know, act like your audiences are. I, I genuinely think it's a mix of the two. Mm. It's with a community post, for example, if I started a poll with, uh, yo, my channel is tiny or like, if you even see this poll, could you answer this for me? Cause I don't know if anybody's going to see this poll, but could you answer like, and, and do it in a genuine way, not in like a pity me type of yeah. way. It's just a genuine way. Acknowledge that and then get that. 
that uh, initial feedback. That's where you get the, again, the OG people that love to find. There are people that their hobby is on Twitch, for example. It's a streaming channel. Their hobby is to go and sort by zero viewers and watch and support people with zero viewers, like live viewers, because people just love doing that. It's the support gene, you know? That's <laughs> kind. The, yeah, it's, it's nice, right? And so if you acknowledge that in your community interactions, it is a way to get some earlier traction. Now, again, we're looking to get that awareness and convert them into, hey, I want to watch your stuff because it's actually really good and not just because I want to support you. Mm-hmm. Um, but acknowledging it, that also is a great way to do it. I also got to say another example. I can't remember the uh, channel. Um, it was it was a woodworking channel. I apologize if you, I, I, I've emailed back and forth. I can't remember the channel name. But he had one of the most effective versions of this that I had seen. It was part one part acknowledging where I am and one part projecting like that personality into it. And he, because of his sense of humor, at one point during the video... He said something to the effect of, he was showing how to build this cool, you know, thing out of woodworking. And at one point in the video, he says, um, and, but first I'm going to take a moment to pause for the sponsor of this video. He's like, and then he pauses and he says, just kidding. Nobody's sponsoring this dumb video. (laughs) (laughs) And he says that. And then he says, but actually if you, yeah, there's no sponsor on this video, but if you, if this video is being helpful or, or you're enjoying this video, a subscribe would mean a huge thing to me. Right. That reminds me of another channel that, it's huge now, but it, the guy would do like a mock sponsor. He'd be like, now time for the sponsor. And it was like a totally made up thing. You see, it's a joke, <laughs> but he would do that in almost every video. And then guess what? By the time he could have sponsors, he had a pretty natural way to bring it up. Oh my god! He was gosh. used to it. It was really fascinating. It was a comedy channel. So that's an advantage oh, that's there, perfect. but yeah. That is awesome. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> I should start doing that with my water bottle spot product mm-hmm. placement. I, you know, some of the OGs here on, on uh, channel makers, you know, that for a while there, uh, like every other video, I was making a joke about how I wanted a water bottle sponsor product placement because I love my water bottle, et cetera. And I was like, yo, if a company wants to sponsor me, I'll do that. It all started because a company reached out and said, Hey, we want to do, you know, 10 product placement videos. They were offering a really, really low amount. <laughs> so I, I counter offered and they're like, no, <laughs> they're like, dang it. And so that's kind of how it all started. I should start doing that. I should start doing that again, yeah. you know, putting my water bottle behind me and just saying, today's video is sponsored by this water bottle that's actually not, because I got this from like Target or something. Or, you know, Hydroflask is going to be emailing you. Yeah. <laughs> and I could even say that Hydroflask, you know, hit me up, you know, shoot me an email. <laughs> if you can do that. better. <laughs> if you could do better. I love that. Uh, that's that's really cool. I, I love that idea. Yeah, that's cool. And, and then on the example I gave of that, that woodworking channel, I kid you not, almost every comment was, yo, that you're, you're, I laughed out loud when you did your sponsor segment, totally subscribed. Like it was very effective. And what did that do? It was like the perfect hybrid of both. It was acknowledging my channel's not that big, mm-hmm. but it's also projecting. But by the way, I'm like this, this, this is why, why my channel's cool. Right. Uh, it was both. Uh, so that's why I thought that was so well done. And by the way, since then that channel has grown quite a bit. I like it's, it's working. That's cool. Yeah. So you're looking at it. You've got your own channel. Take some of these, some of these takeaways uh, from this conversation. And, and if you have additional ideas, you can be thinking on that. Uh, take some of these, you listening to this, take some of these and, and start, start doing it on your channel. Like I was saying earlier, if I were starting a channel today, 
one of the biggest things I would be doing is I'd be asking myself, how are my drafted channels talking to their audience? I'm going to start talking that way. And not the exact same way. I hope you don't misunderstand here. It's not use all the mannerisms of them. It's how are they interacting with their audience? How do they view their audience? And I'm going to start doing that as well. And then the other thing is um, treat them like uh, like you're in the middle of something. Because you are. You're, you're ongoing something. And if the very first video I would publish on a brand new channel right now, especially in the entertainment or connection spaces, I would start that video with, hey, welcome back. Even if it's the very first video, because it's it's a case of they are going to be welcoming back. Like that is literally what's going to happen because they're going to watch the other videos on my channel. They're they're going to find that video. Hey, mm-hmm. welcome back! And this is what I've been doing, and and I would treat it that way. Yeah. Any other thoughts? I think so. Okay. I've heard a lot. Hopefully, not too much. No, this is good. <laughs> this is good. I appreciate you being here. I, I'm sure everybody listening appreciates you being here. Also, thank you. So everybody. Go ahead and take that, uh, take your, your takeaways there. And as always, if you have additional questions or thoughts, go ahead and post them in the uh, Project 24 community. And we'll see you next time. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.